Hi guys, welcome to the No One Is Listening podcast. I'm one half of your host, Jen, and here with me in our fancy studio mm. is my other co-host, Steve. Hello. Hello. Um, we're so excited so today excited. Um, because we are going to be talking about um, probably like the number one thing that I've been looking forward to. I know you have other obsessions. And, I do, I do. But um, this, I've been waiting for this. Um, you I know. F- I feel like th- we've we've come like on a long journey. Oh, of a year? To, just in general, like with... like. When we started talking about Marvel movies, that was like my thing, but I feel like that is now kind of your thing, and, and it does it makes me really happy. That's very nice of you because sometimes when like people like take the thing that I'm into and then like run with it, I'm just like, but that's my thing. No, I, I feel um, like this has become our thing. It's shared. It, it's shared, and I like um, like encouraging it, like you in your like uh ownership of it I, I like enjoy nice. it a lot that's very nice um so to get back to what we're going to be talking right. about uh, i feel like we're dancing around it but um we're going to be talking about one of the biggest uh movies of all time and um certainly so far um one of the biggest pop culture like moments yeah. of this year oh, for sure. um and that's avengers endgame fair warning we will be really talking about it. So if you haven't watched it and you don't want You're to be loser. spoiled, no, no, Steve, don't alienate yeah. our um. You know our, our friends. You don't have anyone to watch it with. Wow, I would go watch it by myself. So don't, Steve. Come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, we would just suggest that you come back to this episode after you watch it. Sure. Unless you don't care about spoilers, in which case, then we are going to spoil the crap out of this. Movie yeah. For oh you. hell yeah. Um, so I think we're going to, you know, just kind of get into it, but I think um, we'll talk a little bit about just what a juggernaut this movie has become. A juggernaut? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure You mean a juggernaut? Yeah. <laughs> How do you spell it? J-U-G-G-E-R-N-A-U-T. Oh, what did I say? Jaggernaut? You said juggernaut. Juggernaut. A juggernaut. A juggernaut. Whatever. Whatever. Um, did you know that it's a fictional character that an X Men? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why I know how to pronounce Juggernaut. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, um, we are going to talk about a little, a little bit about um, some of the records that the movie is breaking and is on track to break, yeah. and um, and then we'll talk a little bit about like some of our favorite movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. We'll get into our overall takes, and we'll do a little bit of a character deep dive into some of the. Um, not more important. Um, I mean, this Avengers, was this was but... really about mm-hmm. th- three characters. Yeah. I yeah. feel like, and then what the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, holds, since this is um, you know, in essence, a closing of this eleven-year chapter. Of, yeah. Oh, um, it, it definitely. I know Marvel has had three phases. Yes. But this feels like a close of like a. A real chapter. The other phases, like, it was really based on plot. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. But this is, it really feels like an ending to something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it's an, it feels like an end of an era. Yeah. Whereas the other phases did not end. feel yeah. that way at all. Yes. Yeah. So let's get into it. Because yeah. it's going to become a three-hour podcast. I know, seriously. Yeah. Uh, so, why don't you run through some of the numbers real quick? Sure. Of so as of recording, I think we are... What like six days into? I'm gonna release this tonight. 
Okay, so we are maybe like seven days into, six, seven days into uh, into yeah. it opening. Yeah. So um, Endgame scored a cool $1.2 billion box That's office wild. haul in this first five days of a global release. That's ridiculous. So if you want to kind of think about how big that is, um, it's the only film in history to make over a billion dollars in its first five days of release. And it did that with like, Two hundred million dollars to spare. Actually, by now, I think it's one point three billion. Um, so you know, the film earned the largest three-day opening of all time in the U.S. It took in three hundred fifty million dollars over the weekend. Considering that this was a three-hour movie, and I there's know. only a, a finite number of hours yeah, that you right. can play this movie, it like it that kind of goes to show you like what a crazy amount that is. Um, all showtimes were, were booked. Yes, and Endgame also accounted for 90% of the films watched in America this past weekend. Oh um, sorry to like any movie that had to open. I don't think any movie no, opened. Um, so it also had the largest ever opening day in China with $107.8 million in ticket sales. Um, and then, you know, it's... It was the largest Thursday preview at 60 million. Can you imagine? I've never gone to see a movie on a Thursday night and it. You've never gone to see a movie on Thursday? Like, like opening weekend? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Like, huh. opening weekend for me is like Friday to Sunday. Interesting. Okay. Um, $60 million on that's, a school night, guys. That's wild. Um, it's the widest you. opening, so 4,660 theaters. <laughs> largest Friday ever, 156. Point seven million Saturday largest Saturday hundred million largest Sunday eighty four point three million. Um, it's the most tweeted about movie ever. It's and it's That's literally thing. fastest to a hundred million took one day. Fastest to uh, to two hundred million took two days. Fastest to three hundred million three days. So if you average it out, it literally made hundred million per day. day that it is open. So like it's crazy. And then the um, it has it holds the global 3D opening record at 540 million and the global IMAX opening record at 91.5 million. So, you know, the current um, could it take could it be the number one film of all time? So right now, um, that's um, Titanic at 2.19 billion. Um, it's still Titanic. Mm-hmm. But the all-time record holder for box office is Avatar with $2.79 billion in ticket sales. So by the time, you know, there's going to definitely be a drop-off, drop off, right? Yeah. Um, we'll see how it does this we'll weekend. We'll see how it does the second weekend. But, you know, I don't. I think some people are a little bit more conservative and cautious about this movie beating Avatar, which is um, the all-time record holder. But uh, I don't know. I think it has a really good shot. Um and I also can't imagine what comes next that would, like, come close to what this is experiencing I, right I now. Can't, I can't imagine. You know? I can't so imagine Disney anything. shareholders at Disney, they're having a really yeah. good... Good for you guys. Good for you guys. Um, Go ahead. Bye, Biger. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what it is and where we are at with all of this, um, what this is. The thing that makes me so surprised is... Just, I guess, you really can't go into Endgame not knowing anything. You so can if you're not, like a child. Yes, but not even. like You have to be like a six-year-old. 
Where sure, it's but like you're you still really going to remember. Right, but you're yeah. as a six year old, it's you're going to be bored anyway, right? Like right. unless there's like the action scenes right, and stuff. Right, right. Um, but for a movie that really like it expects you to know it stuff. It expects you to know 11 years worth of stuff, right? And like even if you're a casual, you're like obviously I think you would you would have a fun time um, watching this, but like it's it's definitely a movie that expects you to have watched previous For MCU sure. movies. It literally goes into previous yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, which was one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. Um, so maybe... Okay, so this movie really caps off the end of an era mm-hmm. of um, what Iron Man... Um, Iron Man came out in 2008? 2008, yeah. Um... And it started it all. It started Robert Downey Jr.'s... It kick-started his career yep. again. And it really made Marvel um, this thing. It was struggling before, and they took a chance on Jon Favreau directing, Robert Downey Jr. starring, and and now and now we're looking at all of these records. So maybe, um, maybe we can talk about, um, like... Some of our favorite MCU movies, and yeah. whether Endgame yeah. like falls into any of them. So here's the other thing, Steve. I feel like you've been a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe this whole time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so I don't know if like your experience in watching Endgame and having this like phase of your life come to a conclusion is different from my experience. As you all know, <laughs> I got into the MCU after watching Infinity War. And I was confused watching Infinity War because I was like, who's Steve Rogers? What's happening? Wow, I can't imagine a time where you didn't know who Steve Rogers was. That's, yeah, I, I yeah. Totally when he, when he like picks up the phone to call, when um, Tony Stark picks up the phone to call uh, Steve Rogers, I was like, who's Steve Rogers? Um, and then in the in the span of a year, I've literally watched every watched single MCU movie, and I've invested a lot of time into. Did you watch Thor two? Yeah, I thought. Did it you was watch Incredible Hulk? No, 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 no. So I okay. I think that's the one movie that I didn't watch, but I feel like that's okay because it's totally okay. It, okay, but I did watch Thor two: The Dark World, um, which is widely known as the worst of the of the um, MCU. Iron Man movie. two is pretty bad too. Iron Man 2 is not not great, but I you know I I can still watch it. So Steve, why don't why don't we start with you? Okay. So let's do three, two, one. We'll do three, two, one. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have two honorable Threes? mentions. Okay. I have two honorable mentions. One is Infinity War, and the other one is Guardians of the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy, the okay. first one. Okay. Right? Um, they didn't make my top three. Uh, at three, I have Spider Man Homecoming. Okay. At two, I have Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. and at one, I have Black Panther. Okay. Endgame doesn't crack top five okay. for me. And it doesn't mean I didn't like it. Yeah. I liked it, but, and I think for me, you say, like, did I have a different experience? I don't think I did, and it's because Marvel has done this really great thing where it used to just be, you know, origin story, team up, origin story, team up, origin yeah. story, team up. That was, like, what they were selling you. And then after a while, they realized... I think after they realized Avengers 2, like, people weren't going to like it just because all these people are in it. Because Avengers 2 is, is pretty trash, too. You know? Um, yeah. And so I think they were like, oh, we have to... Like, it's not just enough... Like, we could make an, uh, 
whatever movie and people will show because like oh my god they're making a movie about it. and I think after a while they're like oh we can't just do that yeah anymore and what I've noticed is with Guardians I mean that didn't make my top three but it's like an honorable mention like Guardians with James Gunn um, I don't remember who directed Homecoming um, and then uh, I don't pr- know how to pronounce his name Taiki Wai yeah, yeah. I, Taiki. him for uh, uh, Ragnar and Ryan Coogler with Black Panther, once they realize, okay, you know what, like, we have this, like, canvas, and we're going to entrust it to directors and let them do it, instead of being like, you have to do this story, and, you know, incorporate blah, 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 it's like, oh, tell your story. Once they started doing that, the movies jumped up another level, and I'm not saying, like, the old movies are bad, I mean, some of them are bad, but it's like, once they started empowering directors and trusting directors, that's really when these movies got a lot better, and so... And I don't think it's recency bias. I think it's like really hard to watch some of the older Marvel movies. What do you? What are your opinions on Joss Whedon? Because there's a lot of Marvel fans who don't <sighs> like Joss Whedon. And when you look at like some of the, yeah, so like tough. you know, it's, it's like um, the director of Ragnarok and like the director of Spider Man Homecoming. Like they bring things, to, like you said, they bring things to. Um, to this to this world that I think is a little bit fresh. Yeah. Um, when I watch the original Avengers, and he did, also did Ultron, right? He did both of them. Yeah. Um, I'm going to speak purely from like even like Cap, or I call him Cap, Captain America's <laughs> um, character. Uh-huh. Like he's painted as this like really like yeah, um, almost corny like, a Boy Scout. like Boy Scout um, that makes it a little bit hard to watch sometimes but what i feel like he doesn't get enough credit for like avengers when you think about the first avengers it's really like a groundbreaking type of movie because it brings so many of these um disparate superheroes together in a way that i think works really well and i think avengers really um can like show that like all of these different types of superheroes can come together in one movie and like you could have a good movie that like showcases like all of these all of the strengths and even yeah. weaknesses of these characters. Um but yeah, they both they they definitely kind of sort of have like a dated, like they're super dated feeling to them. Um I, I just I feel bad about all the bashing that he gets because I don't know that he gets enough credit for like doing what he did for those two Avenger movies. Yeah, I mean, you know, with with Age of Ultron, like, that's just a bad movie, yeah. like, full stop. Yeah. With the first Avengers, it's, my memories, or, like, my feelings to it are, like, very much, like, what I remember feeling at the time, which is that, like, it's nostalgic and it has, like, a warm place in my heart, but even that, by and large, is not a good movie. Yeah. Um, like, when I try to revisit it, like, it, very specifically, the Battle of New York scene is, looks stupid. Like, I compare that to, you know, in Infinity War, when uh, Robert Downey Jr., Doctor Strange, Bruce Banner, and Wong are in the Sanctorum uh, Sanctum, Mm -hmm. and it's, they walk outside, and there's all this, and that looks awesome. Yeah. And it looks, like, real. Like, you look at the, quote-unquote, like, Battle of New York in Avengers 1, and when you watch it, you're like, this looks like a... Like, this looks like a kid's show. Yeah. You know? It's like, Kevin's like, you go here, and then you go here, and then I'm, and we're going to do this, and then blah, 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 And it's like, 
that that just it looks stupid. Elementary. Almost. It looks yeah. elementary, you know. And yeah. so I I like I think he doesn't deserve like he deserves credit, but not as like a filmmaker. Yeah. You know. Okay. And so that's just I don't know. That's just me. So I I think when he gets hated on, like I'm fine with it because it's okay. not like Avengers is underrated. Yeah. You know, if anything, it might be a little overrated. To be honest, um, what are your top three? So I would also like to give an honorable mention to Spider-Man: Homecoming, which I loved, um, and um, like the original Iron Man. I also really like the original Iron Man, even though it's really problematic. Um, it's a very in two thousand eight, right? It's, yeah, it's a very. I've heard this. I don't want to spoil like your one of your obsessions, but it's like I heard this on like the big picture. Yeah, it's very clearly a a bush arrow movie. it's definitely <laughs> that um and it paints, like president bush. yeah yep yep so but it just like i don't know i actually did watch it in theaters and i like thoroughly enjoyed it you did watch it there mm-hmm. and it made me really like i think what robert downey jr has been able to do with that character has just is just one of the greatest things in cinematic history so like i i'm into it but it those Two movies don't make my... Mm-hmm. Um, actually, and then Thor Ragnarok. I love Thor Ragnarok. It's an honor. It's not in your top three? It's in my top four. So okay. it's number four. Okay, But okay. yeah, I, yeah, Thor... Oh, what is in your top three? Okay. Okay, so you're going to disagree with a lot of this okay, stuff. Okay, okay. So Endgame makes my top... Oh, my God. Three. number three. And wow. I want to tell you why. Oh, man. Because it's... Okay, the three-hour running time aside, like, it's pretty, it's, it's, yes, it's so deep and heavy because we're, like, mourning the loss of all these people, and, um, and it's just, there's a lot of, like, heaviness there, but I also felt like it was pretty light on its feet, and there were lots of zingers, and... It's brisk. It's brisk. It's brisk for three hours, Yeah, I mean, besides for me, thinking the whole time, like, oh my gosh, do I have to pee? Do I have to pee? When should I go pee? Like, it it was very brisk, but the whole thing is a love letter to anyone who has, um, you know, waited for this moment, and some of the... And we can talk about this in our overall take, but, like, some of those scenes where they have to go back to certain eras like it just it brought out feelings in me that I was just like this is why I really like these movies Mm. and I'm glad they're able to like hark back to those those moments and um and it's just like it was like a fan service type thing so for that reason I I'm I'm all in on Endgame number two for me and this is very unpopular because I think this is everyone's number one, but I loved Black, Black Panther, Panther, but Black Panther is going to be my number two. Wait, hold on, hold on. What am I missing? What is your number one? Hold on. <laughs> Can you want to guess what my number one is? Is it Infinity War? No, no, no it's a Captain America yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Which one? Winter Soldier. That's a that's a damn so good movie. Winter Soldier is my favorite, I think, MCU movie, and it's definitely my favorite um, uh, Captain America movie, and it's infinitely rewatchable for me. There's so many iconic scenes, like the freaking elevator, elevator scene. scene i can watch that on loop i thought day. that they were gonna do that me too me too i was but slightly he just, disappointed. it's just and, like a nod to it but it's okay yeah. because like that nod is like like that was all it took for me to remember like what a great scene that is but um you know i don't know the film really feels like real and contemporary and it's like what like the russo brothers also directed that was the first right? one and um you know like 
I don't know. I just I love. I really loved it, and I think it's like immensely enjoyable and infinitely That's an honorable mention for me too. So, I, I I love Winter Soldier. Okay. Like I I love that movie. Okay, so I love it. So that was my you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, you oh, know. Can I oh. also just say one thing? So. So like, first Avenger, like Captain America. Right. The first Avenger. Um. Was was an origin story, and it took. Mo- until the last like three minutes, or was it a post credit scene? I don't even remember. Like it was, it was in the era that you know he's alive, right? Right, right, right. And so much of um, Winter Soldier is just about his confusion and his place in his right. in the world. Like that, just like to me, it was just like such an interesting um, storytelling. Um, that like I don't know. I just I love Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is is really good. Um, why don't we get into now? our thoughts and our feelings about Endgame. Because I, I didn't have it in my top, like, six even, because I, I totally forgot about Winter Soldier, and yeah. you have it in your, your top three. So yeah. why don't... What did you think of... What did you think of Endgame? Listen, I don't really think we can... I don't I don't really think we should talk about the L word, which is logic. Um, because there's certain things in the movie that, like, it doesn't make sense, or I have a harder time wrapping my head around it. So I want to throw that out the window, because I want to have a good time, and I want these characters and these stories to be wrapped up in a way that, like, makes sense to me. You know, I, I agree to an extent. Yeah. The only pushback I would say is, I don't worry about logic because I care about logic, mm-hmm. but I, my mind starts wondering about logic when it hasn't captivated me. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I don't worry about logic when I watch Game of Thrones because yeah. it does such a good job of, like, capturing my attention yeah. that I don't think about it unless it's a bad... That's how I know an episode of Game of Thrones is not good because, you're because just, I'm like, thinking I about... Understand why that. I understand I'm just thinking about, like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing with, like, these Marvel movies. It's like, if it doesn't do a good job of its storytelling then my mind will naturally... St- I don't wonder about... Life. I, like, I don't need to... I don't need everything to make sense. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I don't know how to parse out... Because some of my issues with the movie is... It makes... Some of this stuff makes no goddamn sense. Yes. And I'm fully aware of that. But I'm... I am willing to overlook all of that because I was so entertained. And Fair. it wrapped up everything for me in a way that made a lot of sense to most of those characters. Yeah. So, like, I was able to overlook the time travel stuff because that yeah. that was fun enough where I was like, cool, I'm not thinking yeah. about the time travel stuff at all. Like, I'm totally cool with their, with this, like, universe's uh, definition and, like, impact of, or non, not, like, no impact of time travel. Like, I'm totally cool with that. But there were other things that I had issues. Okay, with. we can talk about that. Um, I don't care. I, I thought the time travel. Well, I assumed that this movie, this entire movie, would hinge on time travel to begin with because, like, how do you undo something? And a lot of the set photos that had that. come out. Yeah. Um, I think the only time where I had a lot of trouble with the um, time traveling was actually, you know, my favorite character's ending. Um, oh, oh, at the end. Yeah, Captain America's when ending. He, when he becomes old. When he becomes old, and I'm just like, wait, his, has he fundamentally altered, like, history because he chose to live a life that's, like, outside of the 
like outside of a timeline that you know is supposed to be um because like in my head i was just like wait doesn't like peggy have children and got married like then essentially like her children and her husband like that marriage wouldn't have and i don't know why i was like so hung up on that and that's the ending that i wanted for this character but like it just like it like totally like i was just like very confused about it um but again like knowing the ending that he got and like how i think he deserves the ending that he got like totally like outweighs like all of the question marks that i have about how time travel actually works and like what his decision actually meant or means right for like you know the universe or whatever so um yeah so not as concerned with it again the way that they do time travel in this movie and goes back to somewhat iconic or just like scenes from the past movies i thought was so clever yeah, yeah. um Captain America fighting Captain America. Like, that was great. Like, I loved it. Um, the, when he's like, I could do this. I was like, I know, yeah, I, I know, know, dude. Like, and it just, it was just, I don't know. I thought it was just really, like, fun. Yeah. I thought the whole movie was so fun from top to bottom. And then it resonated with me on a very emotional level because, um, you know, like, the whole, the whole beginning where they're all grappling with this loss and, like, you know, I guess also have survivor's guilt or whatever, it, like, really reminded me of, like, what life was like, like, right after 9-11. Mm. And just, like, the confusion and the guilt and the the just utter, like, what did we just go through? Like, it really reminded me of, like, real life. And, like, this is how people process grief. And this is how right. people... These are superheroes, but they they they're not, like superheroes in that moment they're just broken people and living in a very broken world um and then you know and then like stuff happens like i don't know and then we get into the superhero stuff right um i guess my favorite moments are the quieter moments so i'm not as like i know people come to these movies for the action sequences and like the big Do battles they? i i mean i I that isn't that what a superhero movie is like you come for I don't like know. I, I I don't I feel like I have yet to see a good action sequence in some of these movies. I think that's a that's a very common I you know I I'm on the Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the Marvel Studios Reddit and I think that's Are a very really? common theme of a lot of people who just don't think that Marvel does a And I don't mind. I'm not I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. They've done a good um, enough job where like they ha- I don't I don't think they have and I don't care. Yeah. You know. Um yeah, but like I don't know. I just I thought everything was just kind of handled in a way that made sense for the universe, the characters and um and then it was just fun to like on top of that. So I I mean I really really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I cried like four times. Four times. Ugly cried too. Um yeah, yeah you know I so it, we should note that, like, this movie starts off really intense. Like, it starts off with... It starts off, actually, continuing the 
end credit scene from Captain Marvel. So it already assumes that you've watched Captain Marvel because there's no explanation of like how and why she's there. Yeah. You know, because that gets explained in the in the end credit scene of the movie. I find Captain Marvel incredibly problematic though as a character. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and that is the main reason why I don't like this movie. She's the main reason I don't like this movie. But don't you feel like but do you feel like her role was big enough in the movie for you to not for you to be able to blame that what am I trying to say like is her role big enough that like that really affects yes you? okay tell me more yeah. tell me more okay so I mean so first off right it's like they start off the movie by killing Thanos mm-hmm. right and I was Which, so unexpected no so unexpected I you know in the trailers and the, so you hear him you have no idea he, they're fighting 2014 Thanos you think they're fighting our Thanos, yes, like prime yes, yes. Thanos, right? Also, can we talk about how hilarious it is that Thanos is out somewhere, like picking his own fruit? Th- from the it, that is from the comics. That yeah. is what no, he does the first fun. time. Yeah, you know, and so, um, so they kill Thanos. Five years passes, and like you said, like there are these quiet moments, and I just like I, I didn't really care okay. for it. Yep. To be honest, I, I didn't. I don't know. I just I was like whatever. You know, it was it was like fine, and then or the rat comes and it gets, you know, um, Scott Lang out of his out of the quantum realm, and he re- and he's like, you know, Scott Lang, yeah. the the true MVP of this movie. <laughs> the rat is really the MVP. I of this movie. think Bradley Cooper's best work. No, the rat, not oh, the, the rat. Yes, yes, yes. The yes. Rat. No, 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 sorry, raccoon. I think it's. Bradley Cooper's best work, but the rat, yes, yeah. he, secret unsung hero. Yeah, you know, and so it's like he's like it's only been five hours. You for you guys, it's been five years. That makes me think time travel is possible, you know. And then we have Tony Stark and Pepper Potts and Morgan chilling, like living life in a cabin, I guess, like on a lake, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is like fine, I guess, you know. And then they have to rope him back in. I will say. Some of my favorite parts. I guess you're right. Because I, I did enjoy the parts with Scott Lang where he's trying to eat the taco. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he can't. Or the, the part so where they meet. I think people... I think Scott Lang is such a great character because he's the every man. He's the one... He's our like, avatar in that Yeah, movie. and he's like, I don't know what's happening. I don't Explain know what it to guys, me. Yeah, yeah, and like, it's so refreshing to see that because... Like, yeah, these people are talking about things that are, like, that make no sense, absolutely. It's made up. Yeah. You know? Um, or So, you know, when, when Scott Lang is just trying to eat a taco. Like, I love that scene. Or when the scene with him, when they they meet Hulk at the diner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that, that that stuff was really good. So, I you know, it moves at a brisk pace. You know, like, I was never bored. That was not my problem. You know, my problem was, I was like, that doesn't either, like, it doesn't make sense. Or, like, there were just, like glaring holes not in the plot but just in like the way they thought and by they i mean like the russo brothers you know and so all this to say like it all landed for me like on captain marvel where i was like okay cool you got a haircut that's awesome Mm -hmm. right like you got a haircut and you're like a hologram or whatever um but she's there to like try to kill thanos with them they're like let's go kill him or she's like let's go kill him and they're like okay let's go kill him um, and then the five-year jump happens, and all we do is see her on a screen, 
being like, what's happening on Earth is happening on thousands of other planets. Like, I gotta go. Bye. I gotta go. And I'm like, you know what? Like, at the time, I was like, okay, cool. Like, that makes sense. But then when they're getting the gang back together, right? What I don't understand is that you, you don't need Hawkeye. Like, it's, I get it. I totally get it. You want to get this guy back in. He's one of the core six, whatever. If you had spent half as much time and effort trying to get Hawkeye in that you did, like, ha- if you spent half that much energy trying to get Captain Marvel, that would make sense. Like, why why are you trying so hard to get this dude? Why don't you get on emergency line and be like, hey, Captain Marvel, like, I know you're busy, and you said you have a thousand worlds to take your blah, blah, blah. We could bring everyone back. I mean, is it? it's because... Like, the, this movie, though, like, is really about the original six Avengers, right? I would say more so than that, yes, yes to that, but more so than that, the Russo brothers had no plans for Captain Marvel. And they had to, like, stick her and in. And they yeah. had to stick her in because Disney was, like, we, Disney and Marvel were, like, we're making a Captain Marvel movie and it's going to come out before Endgame. Here's like another toy for you to play with and make important. And they were yeah. like, "We have nothing to do with her. We have nothing for her to do until the very end." And so yeah. that so when when I thought of it through when I looked at it through that lens, I was like, "Oh, that scene where she's like, I'm I have to go do that was them being like, don't have to deal with that problem, you know? What I mean? Because I do think she has they have a Captain Marvel problem both in the sense that like she's too strong and too powerful. To have there the entire time. Yes, and, like, it makes it feel like, um, I don't know, like, you know the scene that everybody's talking about, the female empowerment scene? Yeah, all yeah. Of this And, like, they all come together for Captain yeah, Marvel, yeah, right? Yeah. Except in the back of my head, I'm just like, no, Captain Marvel is so powerful that she, she doesn't, doesn't need, need any of you. Yeah. So, like, this is, like, a f- it, feel- it felt forced, even though, like, I loved it. Like, Oh, it I definitely felt forced. It, but it's definitely forced because, like, she doesn't need anybody. Like, she, she's too powerful. And also, like, I don't know if this is an acting choice that Brie Larson is making or, like, it's the character, but, like, she just doesn't have charisma and she doesn't have like i don't know there's just something so wooden about it like i don't i i just can't get behind it for the for the captain marvel like standalone movie um i think it makes a little bit more sense because it like i think she's amnesia when like i think one of the characteristics of people who have amnesia is like they're not like not that i'm like telling her like you should smile more or anything but she wasn't very emotive but i think that's a characteristic of people who are just coming out of like having amnesia or whatever because they're just trying to figure the world out like why would they be like charismatic but in this one like i don't know it just like it really like it really took me out of the moment for it it's the reason people love batman more than superman you know, it's like at that power level, mm-hmm. it's like d- both like you are, it's impossible to be like what, like, it's impossible for you to have conflict when you are just so strong. And yeah. the other thing is like, I don't think they did this intentionally, but like, like you said, like, she's just a wooden character. Like, there's no personality there. And it's the same with Superman. Like, yep. and I don't know. If it's, like, a chicken or egg thing, like, is there, like, a correlation between, like, power level and, like, 
lack of personality. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe so, maybe not. I don't know. But a lot of, like, with these superheroes, you know, like, what makes them super aren't really, like, their powers. It's, like, their... Like, that's why we can accept Black Widow and Hawkeye as superheroes, because they're not actually special. They don't have superpowers, mm-hmm. but it's, like, they're so driven to do the right yeah. thing, not yeah. not do the wrong thing. I think most people in life can relate to, like, I'm just going through life trying to not do the wrong thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. so a lot of times, like when people get fight, hey, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. You know, but what makes these people heroes are that they're not just trying to avoid doing the wrong things; they're actively seeking to do the right things. And with someone like Captain Marvel, it's just like it, there's yeah. nothing to relate to. There's nothing yeah. that literally it's like her abilities and not her character mm-hmm. that make her like like a superhero. A superhero, yeah. and I think. That's why people are just like, bleh, yeah, on her. They completely, I completely agree. You know, and so that's why for me, my problem was like, they, I think Marvel has a huge Captain Marvel problem going forward. And I'm not saying they don't have time to figure out. I'm not saying they're screwed. I'm mm-hmm. just saying like, they're not handling it well now. But they have shown, like, you know what I think? I think what they need to do with her is what they've done with Thor. Because mm-hmm. if you think about the first, Thor in the first two movies, and Thor in like the first two Avengers movies... Loki is way more interesting yep. than he is, and he's just like his whole thing is like, oh, you're like spoiled and entitled. You're learning how to be like a man, yeah. You know, you're learning how to be a grown up, you know. And what they've done is like now they've really imbued him with personality and and what a personality, what a person, and you know, and I think that's like because Brie Larson is a phenomenal act actress, yeah. You know, I don't think it maybe it's an acting choice, yeah, but. I don't think they're giving her much to work with, and I think they need to give her something to work with. And I think once they do that, they'll solve this Captain Marvel problem. But until then, this is like a real serious problem where I don't know how lenient audiences will be or how how patient audiences will be with this if they don't figure it out soon. Like, if they don't figure it out in her next appearance. Because I think people will start to get pissed. Where it's like, oh, I, I don't like this. I don't enjoy this. You know, um, and like, honestly, for better, not for better, for worse, part of it will also be because she's a female, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, people, and I, people will have less patience than they would. They I would, was just going to say they would give Thor six movies until they were like, movies, right. Yeah. Until they were like, oh, you know, and I'm not saying this is fair. I'm just saying this is how it mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. you know, um, unfortunately, this yeah. is how it is. I mean, like the amount of pressure for Captain Marvel to do well, I mean, it did do well. But, like, it's the pressure that doesn't exist for any of the other, like, male superhero movies. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean... Like, you look at Captain America in the first... Everything before Winter Soldier, and you're like, this guy, like, kind of is... This kind of, like... This guy kind of sucks to be around. Yeah, I know, but I love him. You know? And he, like, sucks to be around, but then, you know, Winter Soldier hits, and you're like, oh, like... Yeah. Fine. That's the thing, right? And that's why... To go back to like our top three movies, it's like each of the movies that we talked about, it's like these directors knew how to channel these characters to make compelling movies. And I just don't think they found one for Captain Marvel yet. And that's fine. That's they have completely time. fine because we have time, except yeah. we're dealing with the lack of patience. Exactly. So. exactly. so like, and that being said, like, so I have, I, I'm sympathetic, but it's like, 
and I would be willing to wait X amount of movies. I, I have don't they care. announced a Captain Marvel two? Not yet, but okay. I'm sure they will okay. eventually. They've been they've held it very close to their chest. Any movies going forward besides like Black Panther two, Doctor Strange two, Spider Man, The Eternals. That's really it. That's all they've announced so far. Um, and all so right. yeah, I didn't I didn't like the Captain Marvel stuff. That really like when I saw her come back, right? That really took me out of the movie, being like. It, I don't, I don't want to say it ruined it for me, but it really it made me think about real life, and I was like, oh, they they did not know what else to do with her except that, and that's really discouraging. Yeah, you know, like that makes me sad that they didn't know what else to do, but that, and I didn't know if it was I didn't know if I should feel sympathetic for them. I didn't know if I should feel sympathetic for Disney because I don't like I didn't know like it did the I am assuming. That the Russo brothers, if you gave them truth serum, they would be like, I wish we didn't have her in the movie. I wish they waited until after this movie to introduce her or to think about her. You know? Yeah. Because they clearly didn't know what else to do with her besides literally use her as like deus ex machina. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's exactly what she is. Um, I guess I don't really, like, I didn't really care about her presence in the movie because one, it was really minimal and two, uh, for the reasons that you have mentioned, but two, like for me, like this movie is literally just about the original six Avengers. So I don't really care like what, and Ant-Man because he gets a fair amount of screen time. Let me ask Um, you a question. Yeah. How did you feel about Black Widow's death? So it made me, upset in a way that I wasn't expecting. So it's not that I... I don't particularly feel things for Black Widow. No one does. Sure, yeah. Yeah, because it's they've made it that way, right? Like, Both it's the hard. character in the movies and the comics, no one cares. But... And I don't know. Like, I, I know there's a... Pr- like some sort of movie in the work, like a standalone movie in the works for her. It's which, gotta be a prequel. At which this is point, probably right? gonna be a prequel because like, she can't come back. She's not coming back. Um, but in a way, like I almost feel like she's kind of also been like one of the silent, unsung yeah. maybe not a hero, but like unsung characters of this entire franchise and the span of like whatever movie. So she's a common Avenger, thread amongst like random thread. movies. Yes. She's always there. And then you also don't know what you're missing until it's gone. Right. That scene where where like she has to duke it out with Hawkeye, um, for whoever gets to die, yay. Um I guess it had to be her, but at and I'm almost glad it was because I think it gave her, like, a moment and a purpose in this entire universe that she's never, she's not getting anywhere. She's never getting anywhere. Uh, one of my friends was really upset that, like, she didn't get, like, a funeral or, like, they just, they kind of had to move on. I think it's because, like, it happens in the middle of, um, middle of things that need to move faster, um, that they can't really pause to, like, throw her a funeral. And also, like, she's not a public figure in any sense. So, like, it made sense to me, but I can see why she was upset about that. Um, But, yeah, I, you know, this concept of, like, her finally finding family and finally understanding 
purpose and love and and um and the will to to do something that's greater than like her like I I don't know I thought it was very fitting but um yeah I was really sad about it mm-hmm. yeah I was I was were you shocked. expecting Hawkeye to die uh you know so my thing was like oh man if these are the two people going to Vormir, one of these people has to die. I, I like totally forgot about the per like the idea of the right. Soul Stone and the and Vormir. So I was just like, I don't know what's yeah, happening. Yeah, so I was like, I was like, damn, one of these people is gonna die. Like, I wonder what's gonna happen. Like, that was my thing. I was like, yo, this is about to go down. Like, yeah. what's gonna happen? Yeah. And um, so I was, sh- I was su- not shocked. I was surprised at how compelling they made it because mm-hmm. I don't care about either of those characters. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was up to me, they both. Like, if you before <laughs> the movie, right? You're like, guess what, guys? Before the movie, I'd be like, well, why don't you both? Leave. Why don't you both kill yourself? Yeah, why don't you both jump off and then someone useful can get the stone. But then seeing it happen, I felt myself being like, oh no. Yeah, this is happening. You know, and I don't know why, to be honest. I don't know why I felt that way. Maybe it was the way they shot it. Maybe it was the acting. Because they are, I mean, I'm a huge Jeremy Renner fan. Yeah, And, you know, Scarlett Johansson is... is A good actress. She's a good actress. So I don't know why, but I... I felt myself, like, before that scene, I would have been like, I hope you both fall off. I hope you both, like, trip off. But then in the middle of it, I was like, oh, my God. No. I was, like, tense yeah. when they were doing the thing where, like, one would jump and the other jumped after yeah. them. And then, you know, all this stuff. I was, like, I was like stressing. Um, and I guess that just goes to show that, like, you know, like, the, the direction and the, the acting and the writing were all, like, really good. Yeah, and know? it was just one of those things in the when you going into it, like, I think everybody was expecting, like, certain people to die. Like, I, th- I, I think we could say, America everyone expected Captain America to die. Yeah. We didn't think maybe about Tony Hawkeye. Stark, we didn't think about Hawkeye. We didn't think about, you yeah. know, Black Widow. Um, here's another thing. Um, so I, I do, I, I feel like, I did, because I did enjoy the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everything, the, the thing that I enjoyed most, besides, like, the final, like, fight scene, that the last, like, action scene, is um, Chris Hemsworth pretending to be Jeff Bridges in The Big Lebowski. That is so good. Fat Thor is so good. I, I like, thoroughly, I, I honestly think that's one of the reasons why I, I really like this movie. I love um, Fat well, Thor. I don't remember Jeff Bridges. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about Jeff Goldblum's character. No, like, no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. No. Oh my gosh. Um, Thor Lebowski is Thor the Lebowski. best. And the fact that like in all of the things that they were doing, like I was just like, surely he gets at some point. Time. Yes. And nope, they no, it was he, a committed <laughs> choice. In your theater, were people laughing when he got in his full like? Thor outfit and was still fat because people in my theater were like laughing at no, that. No, because the people in my theater sucked. Oh really? And the only time someone cheered was when Captain America got the um, hammer. Uh huh. Really? That was it. Yeah. Wait, that was the loudest your theater got was for that scene. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The loudest my theater got was when Peter Parker showed up. And then there were yeah. uh, cheers. People for Peter lost their minds. People love Peter Parker, and we can talk about this. And I have. Yeah, but, um, no, but I thoroughly enjoyed Chris Hemsworth and all of his body, like... He's so good. embodiment of this, like, person who's going through depression, and... and I I thought it was, like, a a great wink at the fact that, like, in every Thor movie, there's a scene where he's shirtless. Yeah. 
and like ripped out of his mind. Yeah. And you're expecting that here. That's what I was yeah. expecting, yeah. certainly. But it's him in like a fat suit. And like dirty hair. Yeah. At some point the the beard braids itself. Like I just Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> when he has the, the his his weapons, the beard braids itself. Like what the f- like it's so fun. It's like he's got the fingerless gloves yeah. on, you know, uh, and then when they when they go back to Thor 2, mm-hmm. right? My I I don't know why I think this is so funny when she, when his mom's like, "Oh, you know, you've seen our times, you're from the future, whatever." He's like, "I'm not from the future." And then she like mentions he's like, "I'm totally from the future." I don't know why. And he starts crying. Yeah, he's like, "I'm totally from the future." It's like I really I mean, this movie made Thor to like one of those important to the like important to isn't that crazy? Um, But I loved when like when she was saying bye to him, she was like, eat a salad. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that I mean that's that was great. He and the scene at the end where I guess I know we're skipping part of we're running. No, let's talk about Thor, yeah. So I guess he's with the Guardians of the Galaxy now. Which, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff because I just I don't love space stuff. Okay. Um but I and I don't actually like I feel like his contract like he's been a little bit more cagey about he and, talking about He and Robert Downey Jr. have been very cagey. That's why Well, Robert Downey Jr. though I think is done. Oh, for like, sure. I think he has oh, I'm, also I'm in alluded bef- to I'm in pre endgame. Right. The only person who's been like, Nope, I'm done is like Chris, Chris Evans. Evans yeah. Which but it's funny because I feel like Chris or does Captain America can come back in any iteration of any yeah. of the... Because, like, he's operating in some weird alternate timeline yeah. and, like, whatever. But, um... But as Guardians in the Galaxy... Like, that... I think that is a movie that I will definitely, like, For go sure. watch. Um, I mean, they, they tease it a little bit with, like, Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth, like, going back and forth. Like, I, we all know who the... Mm-hmm, who the, the leader is. Yeah. yeah. Um... But I think it like I think it's just like a really fun setup of um, something that can potentially happen. Um, did you enjoy Valkyrie? I did. Yeah, I did. I think it's cool that she is now Silver. the king of. <laughs> she's now the king of Asgard. Yeah. I think I think that's very cool. I think that leaves open like even her being part of like. This Guardians of the Galaxy like franchise. Um, I love Thor being part of the Guardians of the Galaxy because like with Guardians of the Galaxy, it's like after a while, I can only take so much of like Chris Pratt. I can I only just rolled my eyes, but yeah. And like e- even by the end of two, I was like, all right, like this is cool and this is funny, but like this that it it gets kind of old pretty. Mm-hmm. I was shocked how old it got and yeah. like how fast. Yeah. And so Thor being there injects this huge, it's like a game changer for them where it's like it injects new life and Thor, like this iteration, like post Ragnarok, is something where like I'm not going to get sick of that. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to get sick yep. of that because like they do it, they, they write it really well and he pulls it off He's so, so well. good. Like he's such a good actor and like, he Which he so does a better fair. Chris Pratt than Chris Pratt. Yeah, and, and so that's why I I I love that dynamic. I feel like Chris Pratt is at his best not when he's the leading guy or leading like role, but when he's playing off uh, someone, others, someone who can dish it out. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. And you know when he's the only one who's intentionally making jokes, 
that can get old. You know what I mean? And so I, I love it. I thought it was great. Um, why don't we talk about... Do you want to talk about Iron Man first, or do you want to talk about like that last fight scene first? Like, everything post, like, when Thanos comes through the, the Um, let's talk about the fight scene. You want to talk yeah. about the fight scene? Yeah. Okay. Because you, you mentioned it. Um, yeah, my theater went nuts when Captain America... Like, as soon as you see the hammer lift... And that's, again, a nod to... I can't believe they make so many nods to, like, the bad movies. But, like, Age of Ultron, when Captain America almost moves the and, hammer. And you see Thor getting, like really nervous that he can do it but then in this one it's like such a supportive like and you know it it harkens back to that look he gave which was like i knew it Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. knew it and that's not in reference to like now that's in reference to to avengers 2 when he was worried because he knew back then oh my god this guy can lift up my hammer if he really wanted to yeah yeah um i thought the battle scene here was a lot more compelling and intense and 100% than Infinity War like Infinity War to me it kind of gets really messy um I fucking loved just everybody coming back like all those those portals opening um and it just like it just like just visually, so this is why like certain movies you just can't you have to watch see it. Theater. You have to soak in as many things as your eyeballs can like soak in. Um, and what an incredible moment of seeing like literally every single character in this universe. It looked like a comic book. Yes. Like it, it, in, 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 like that splash in page. The splash page. Yeah, it looked like a comic book where you see everyone there and. You know, everyone's got their little thing or their stance or their uh, their pose or whatever, and it, it looked super cool. Um, I will say the I was really hyped when like, and there's a certain part of one of the trailers that I just kept watching. It's like a two second long part where it's like you see Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor's feet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I, unbeknownst to me, I was like, oh, of course they're only showing the feet because Thor's fat. They didn't want to ruin that. Yeah. You know. Um, and so I was, I do think the only part in Infinity War in terms of like fighting and stuff or action sequences that I really liked is when Steve Rogers meets Groot. I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers. Yeah. And, um, and when Thor goes to Wakanda. Mm. And like I, when he shows up. Yeah. And I, I will say that's, I don't, that part is still maybe like the best part of any Marvel movie. Like, when Thor comes back in Infinity War... With his blue, like, blazing eyes. I, like... Did you have a heart attack? What's happening? I don't know. You're clutching your chest. Yeah, I, I, it, like, I don't know the last time I felt that, like, hyped. Yeah. In a movie. Yeah. You know? Um, I was just, like, my, my blood was, like, rushing, like, all throughout my body in that moment. And this, but, so, but that's just, like, a moment. To your point, the action sequence... This la- the last like forty minutes of Endgame was phenomenal. Like when the three of them are fighting Thanos, and um, you know Captain America grabs the hammer and he's like just doing hammer it's stuff. Like, I'm just like oh, like it's like you you. It's like you always, always knew, yeah. yeah exactly. It's like you you were it, practicing with it, a fake yeah. hammer and yeah. now this is like real time. It was it was so good. And then the part where like you know he. He has like that half broken shield, 
and he's strapping it. That's right? my favorite part. Cause that's another part of the trailer that I, that I love. And he gets up. But in the trailer, it's not broken. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, could you like see a full shield in the in the trailer? Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Because I went back and Googled like, because you know how they like sometimes put in fake things or like, like when Hulk was in the Infinity out. War yeah, trailer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's not broken. Yeah. So when he's he's strapping the the shield back on, and you see it's just him against all these an an, an army of people, and I'm just I'm sitting there being like. This is how he dies. Like yes. this is how he dies. A thousand percent. I was like, because I, I was mind, like, this I is amazing. Like, yeah, like, exactly. Yes. Him. What a fitting way to go. He. What a way to go. What a exactly. way to go. Like he is gonna dive headfirst into this battle. He knows he's going to. He's lose. gonna take out most of yeah. them yeah. except for Thanos, and yeah. then someone else will come save. Yep. You yep. know. And so I was like, I was not like emotional, but I was, I was like. Maybe I was. Yeah. I was getting kind of like emotional and being like, you know, like, this is it. Because I fully expected him to die mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when you hear, like, hey, on, Cap, on your left. You know, <laughs> you know which harkens back to Winter Soldier. Yep, yep, yep. You know, when, and so. So many things. So many references. So many references. You know, and so when they all come out, I had totally forgotten. That, you, that they were back. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's like, I mean, you get the, you see the phone call from Jeremy Renner's wife or whatever, mm-hmm. but I had totally forgotten they were back, that they were even like chess pieces on the board, mm-hmm. you know? Um, what and, a cool way to so, bring all it, of them what back. A, what a cool, and because the, the fight scene was so captivating mm-hmm. that I didn't have time to think about the people that came back. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying about, like, the logic part, yep. where it's, like, with Captain You're Marvel... You're so lost in... Yeah, I'm, with Captain Marvel, they don't... With her character, they don't lose me. Yeah. I don't get lost enough to forget about that logic. But yeah. but here, logic was not a thing at all. I was so captivated by this fight that I hadn't thought about the fact that, like, oh, yeah, there are these people that that are coming back that are, that are chess pieces on this board, you know? And then we, you know, we'd already talked about like the all female, mm-hmm. you know, stuff, and you know the Spider Man stuff. On her, Valkyrie like, on her, Pegasus, Pegasus, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, so why don't we talk about that? Leads us to Iron Man, right? Which yes. is the at the end, you know, there's this back and forth, and you know, he looks at Doctor Strange, he goes, "Is this the one? Is this the one in fourteen million? And he he raises puts his raises his finger. index finger. At first, I did not know what that what he was doing. I was like. Why is he? What is he doing with his hands? Mm-hmm. You know, and then I. It wasn't until Tony Stark was like, because I, I still remembered him being like, I can't tell you if this is the one, because then you won't do it. Yep. You know, and I was like, what? But like, look how far we've come, right? With Iron Man. Yeah. Like this person who, like, is like pretty. I don't know. Genius, millionaire, playboy, philanthropist. Selfish philanthropist or whatever and infinity war tony stark would he have sacrificed himself would he have like would he have gone full all in knowing what was going to happen probably not but like here we are he had his he's gotten his happy ending and that's what he chooses to do like i don't know it just it put things into perspective like 
these are all characters that have been given minus like you know certain characters that we've talked about like Captain Marvel but you know again this isn't about her like in the 11 years like we've seen these characters grow and change and morph and like truly become like superheroes and embody like all the things that like you expect superheroes to be um and yeah I I guess Iron Man's death was so shocking because like you just I really wasn't expecting it right I, I don't think you were expecting it actually do you were remember you do you remember how I told you on Instagram yeah 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 that so I I didn't think it was real and I didn't I didn't think about it until so you read Doctor a spoiler. Strange. I didn't read a spoiler. What happened was I was on Instagram, and obviously I shouldn't have been on social media. It was a completely unrelated post. It was like a video game post, and some person commented, "Oh, R.I.P." Like spoilers. Uh, Tony Stark dies. Thor's fat. What the hell is this guy's and problem? Something and Black Widow, and he didn't say anything about Black Widow. Uh, like not what happens to her, just and Black Widow. Tony Stark dies, Fat Thor, and Black Widow. And I read that, and I quickly was like, oh, no, 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 That's a spoiler. I don't... But I couldn't tell if it was real or not. But you probably didn't think it was real because it just, like... I just kept thinking Captain America was going to die. Yeah, yeah. That's all I was, like, thinking about. You know what it I mean? just... I don't know. I was very emotional. And then when... Uh, when Peter Parker is oh, like man. sobbing and being like, we did it. Um, but, you know, like, he, I I don't know. I think, like, did that relation. Yeah, no, I completely cried. Um, and I think that uh, the reason why Peter Parker works so well is because, like, Iron Man or Tony Stark made him that way. Like, oh, for sure. And it just was such a fitting like end to th- like a natural closing. That role reversal. Ah, I'm so sad thinking about it. Like I, and then like his like I don't know Pepper like telling him like it's okay to let go because we're gonna be fine and like, um. Yeah, I mean, I think that's often sometimes what happens. Like, people don't want to let go until they get the reassurance that, like, things are going to be okay. And, like, I don't know. I, I'm, like, so sad thinking about it. Like, um, but again, I think now looking back, like, it's such a fitting end to that character and the life that he's lived and the life that he's built. Um, but I think that was the most shocking part of Endgame for me. Uh, because back in my in my head, like... There's been theories floating around that, like, Steve Rogers is going to be with Peggy. They're going to get their last stand yep, at yep, some yep. point or h- however that works. Um, and so, yeah, I fully expected him to die. But then I, like, but then what What happens to him in the end? Like, I'm just like, oh, like, of course that happened. But, like, I guess I wasn't, like, surprised by it. But this... I know. This was... Truly, shocking. and this is truly the closing of the chapter, right? He started he it started. all, and there's no him coming back for anything. Like he's not going to be in Spider-Man Two. Right. He's not going to come back in other iterations of other movies. There's no let's call Tony Stark. Yeah, let's one last see time. what he can build for us or whatever. Like that's it. No cameos. No nope. nothing. Yeah. Unless like it's some weird like I don't know prequel kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it just felt very final and it like made me 
made me feel like Endgame's like so final. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a, a there was a finality yeah. to it for certain characters. You know, um, it seems like pretty clear that the new headliners are you know Captain Marvel, Spider Man, Doctor Strange, and Black Panther. Mm-hmm. You know that they made that pretty pretty clear. I'm, what about um? Well, that's the thing. I'm very curious as to what they're gonna do with Sam. Okay. Yep. You know, because um, Steve Rogers, you know, takes the hammer and the stones, you know, puts them back where they belonged, when they belonged, um, to answer, like, you know, uh, Tilda Swinton uh, issues with, like, giving up the time stone and stuff. They all come back, and instead of him coming back, young Steve, he decides to live out the rest of his life with Peggy, mm-hmm. and, you know, as such, he gives his shield to Sam Wilson, yep. you know? And so there's, like, a new Captain America, I guess, right? What did you think about that? I mean, it was totally cool. I think most people assumed it would be Bucky. Yep. Um, but in the comics... It is. They, well, they, they've both been Captain America at the same yeah. time after Steve Rogers. So I had a little bit of a trouble... I had some trouble with that scene, the last scene went the passing of the torch um only because um like so much of what's driven the avengers no not the the captain america movies and captain america in these movies has been his like undying friendship to bucky right um, mm. And like one of my favorite lines is like I'm I'm with you until the end of time or like whatever I I'm watched, with you till the end. Yes, I watched it up even though it's one of my favorite lines. Um, so then I was just like, oh okay, so like after he talks, after he passes this torch on to um, Sam, so, Sam, like they're gonna have a moment, and they didn't have a moment. Although like looking back on it, I guess like you know I think Bucky knew Bucky like when he. When Bucky seems to be the only one that's not surprised. Right, because he literally says to him, I'll miss you when he is about to leave. And they have that that quip that harkens back to the first adventure where they're like, don't do anything stupid. Like, yeah. how can I? You're taking the stupid with you or whatever. Um, and I think that was their moment. So like, like six days out from watching the movie, like I feel at peace with that. But it, at first I was very like confused and also like, kind of annoyed that like Bucky and Steve like didn't get there because like Steve and Peggy are like one true pairing but then like I think Bucky and Steve are also like no for sure it's such a powerful like relationship um but yeah I think I'm okay now but I at first I was just like stop talking Sam like get Bucky like get him to like um but I think Bucky knew and like um I don't know yeah just like, in my mind, to go back to your original question, is I don't think they're going to make a Captain America movie starring Anthony Mackie. Right. I think he will be the character Captain America and be in other Marvel movies. I mean, isn't he doing a show? Aren't they both in a d- d- Disney Plus? Oh, they are. Yeah. They are. So, see, that's what I mean. But they, I don't think they're going to do a feature starring Anthony Mackie. And that's why it's like it'll be the big four going forward or Captain Marvel, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and Black Panther. That's what that's what I think anyway. Um are we done in terms of discussing the movie like this specific movie? I, I know think so. I, I think that's a nice transition to so what does the future hold for I don't for care. Marvel? 
<laughs> you don't care. I don't know. Like, um, I can't say that I don't care because... Well, you Now that Steve Rogers is gone... Because here's the thing. I do think Marvel is worried. I don't... I, worry is too strong of a word. They just made $1.2 billion in... It's going to carry them over for a long time. Yeah. Do you, I do think that they're... They are thinking about... There are all these fans we've... We've amassed through the making of this of these movies will there be drop off like will they continue to watch every marvel movie now that these characters are gone Um, so for you i think you're a really good test case in that like you're not watching these movies because you're like oh finally these characters i've read and you know or i've played in video games or i've you know dressed up as for halloween or played with their toys or finally coming to life you know because there are still more characters like that to come yeah with Disney's purchase of, of Fox Media, yeah. right? Um, so for you, would you if another Marvel movie came out, would you be like, well, guess I'm watching that. Guess I have to watch that. I think the answer is yes. Real? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Oh my God. I was not expecting that. But... Like Doctor Strange 2. Are you going to watch Doctor oh, Strange 2? Oh, sorry. Too? With the exception of Doctor Strange like 2. Because I didn't love Doctor Strange 1. And I think I was so you but, so you wouldn't you wouldn't watch Doctor Strange too? Um, probably not opening weekend. Probably not in theaters. Would you watch? But I would watch Spider Man. You all right? So we're, you're gonna watch Far From Home? Yes, would I'm you, so excited. For would Far you from watch home. Guardians? Like, uh, mm, no yeah. Hemsworth. No Hemsworth. Let's say Hemsworth wasn't in it. Um. Yeah, I guess I would. Cause like I've watched one and two, so I might as well watch three. Am I excited? Do I sound excited about it? I'm not. I would watch Captain Marvel. Two? Yeah. Whatever that looks like. Are you going to watch... How about this? Are you going to watch The Eternals? I don't know what they are. If you could explain to me what they are and then what Angelina Jolie is doing... I don't know what her character is going to be. Then maybe, but I think, I think my last year of life... This past year of life. Okay, not I, like not, the not, last, like I'm, not in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, okay. my past year of life of just being immersed in these movies has really brought some weird joy in my life where I'm like, this is fun. This is it just is, really right. fun, it is right? Fun. Like, I'm sorry that I didn't start this back in 2008, but like now that I'm here, like I can, I can do this. I even watched Venom. I thought it was fine. It was fine. You watched Venom. I watched Venom. Um... So I think, yes, I think the answer to your question, like, if it looks okay enough, like, if it's not, like, super spacey and super weird, like, Doctor Strange, like, I, like just in a world that I do not understand, then I think I would. Um, and who knows, maybe I'll get sucked into, like, like, the one thing that we haven't talked about here is just how brilliant, like, Kevin Feige, for sure, the Russo brothers, and all of these other directors who've, like, brought these people to light like these movies um to what they are like deserves a lot of they deserve like so much credit right but like the casting in these movies is is incredible like Robert Downey Jr. like it just it upsets me that like people can't get like Oscar nominations for being in like blockbuster movies because I think he's Hmm. I think he's so good in as this character you can you can disagree like I actually someone like like someone was just like oh I think Chris Evans sucks and I'm like well first of all that's like a totally false statement but like I think he imbued Steve Rogers with this um 
like I think Steve Rogers could have been a different type of character, and I think Chris Evans has enough range to make him. Oh, type for of sure, that's a hundred percent. Chris true. Hemsworth, come on, like the dude's funny, and he's like good. He's emotional, like so. Like the casting, I think, has been great, and it's what draws people to these movies too, right? So if there's a a next Chris Evans or a next whatever that right. I'm like, that's my hook into these movies. I'm for sure like I'm not close to any of it, like. Do I think that I'm gonna wait, wait with like, with bated breath for like another like like how I waited for Endgame? Probably not. But right. I think that's like I think that's gonna take another decade to build up to, right? So, what about you? You know, I something you said when we talked when you're mentioning like Oscar nominations. You right? cringe so hard. You know, and it it's because. I, people have asked me, oh, what did you think of, think of Endgame? Did you think it was a good? Yeah. And I think the good is, like, undeniable. I, I don't think you can argue that it was not good. But the argument for me is good what? Like, good. It, the adjective, I think, is, like, unarguable. But the noun, because I don't think it's a good movie. Okay. I think it's a, it was a good... I don't consider this a movie. It's, it was an event. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know how to... I don't know if I'm communicating that properly, yeah. but, like, when I think of, like, a good movie, right? Like, I'm not comparing this to, like, Casablanca. I'm going to completely disagree with really, you. Really? Yeah. I, I, like, for me, I don't... None of these movies, when I stack it up to, like... Like, movies like... I'm thinking, like, Gravity or There Will Be Blood or The Social Network. Like, they just don't stack up. To me, these are more, these movies more are events that like, so for those movies, it's like, they do what, what this movie does, like they do what these comic movies do, plus there's like exquisite like filmmaking. With these movies, it's more like about emotional catharsis. And I, I, like I went into this movie being like, this'll hit the right beats and it'll hit my heart more than, you know, um, like the sound of music would mm-hmm. you know but there's still an element of like production here you know and i just i don't consider these to be good moves i think they come close i think some of them i think the best ones come close like yeah Black i don't Panther. know i don't think i agree with that i just yeah. I, I don't know what it is for me but i can't i just don't think they've made one good enough yet I'm not saying it's not possible. I just don't think... Because, for example, it's like with literature, some of my favorite pieces of literature, like um, Toni Morrison's like Song of Solomon, yeah. like that's one of my favorite books, but so is like X-Men's Age of Apocalypse. Like yeah. they're just as good in my mind. When it comes to movies, for whatever reason, I just don't think... I think, it, I think they keep getting closer every year. Yeah. They keep getting closer every year, but it's not there yeah, and I don't know what it is, you know. It might be the the heavy reliance on like action sequences. It's probably all of the above, and the fact that you're using the word event. It's a marketing thing. It's just like everything that goes into like making this. That's making something that is like um, like it is an event, right? Like you, they make you wait for these. It's things. more event than film. That's what it is. Yes, but I disagree with you wholeheartedly on like all of that because I think 
all of these movies is exactly what movie making magic is because it has that production, it has the acting, it has that, all yeah, of no, it. Yeah, no, that's true. And it's it would be talking about something different if like if there was literally no like narrative structure to these movies and it was just one battle scene, one action scene after another. But like I think that they've done a really good job of like imbuing a story here and having it carry through. And like I think Endgame's a really good example of like how like they've built on layers and layers of storytelling by going back to like some of the storytelling that they've done before. Like I get what you're saying. I think what you're maybe trying to say is like, um maybe there's like a prestige that's lacking because these are such tent pole like such produced things. Whereas like when you're watching something like Gravity or Schindler's List or you know something that like is off quote-unquote Oscar worthy it's I don't know like I guess I, I think I get what you're trying I get I think I get what you're saying but I don't I guess I don't really agree with it you know what though the only thing is the only like I I agree with everything you're saying in terms of like how you're <laughs> We're just gonna go back with I think no. I agree I think I see no, what but you're you, but you know the only like monkey, the only like monkey wrench in that is that I think Game of Thrones is like a better movie than yeah, like, these movies I mean, that I've like. I like I don't have that same thing. Like it's like Game of Thrones is so close, but it's not there. No, I think like I would put Game of Thrones up with like any episode of like Mad Men or Breaking Bad or any movie like Gravity or you know Social Network or, or any of that. But there's something about these specific Marvel movies that it still sometimes can be, like, a little corny or hammy or... I mean, this movie is entirely corny and hammy, and, like, it, there's quiet moments, but a lot of it isn't that. Like, um, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, right now you're talking about Endgame, but, like, you alluded to, like, Black Panther, like, there's... Black Panther gets damn close. You know, like, I would have loved Black Panther oh, to win Best if, Picture if had, over if that had Buck. Yeah, if that had won Best Picture, I would have been totally fine with that. I think it's specifically... The like event, the uh, ensemble. I think movies. Endgame and all of the ensemble Avengers. It's harder to do because it's built on not so much, like, not so much anything more than like we have to get all of these characters. That that's to, what it is. That's what to it have is. A equal yes, lines that's to what have it is. these battle scenes to to have to like. It's heavily stylized and it's heavily produced. You, yeah, exactly. It's it's the fact that like these movies, but I would outside of go Black to bat for Winter Soldier. I would go to bat for Black Panther. Like no, I was no Black Panther. I think Black Panther is like full stop a phenomenal movie. But I'm also gonna go back to my earlier point. Like, but because of that and because of, um, I think it's unfair because like. I know Robert Downey Jr. is not going to get any award nominations for this performance because it's so mired in all of this other stuff and this, like, these notions that, like, these types of movies... Like, you're not looking at it for the acting, whereas I think he's acting his ass off, like, um, in every scene that he's in. Um, so I, I don't know. Like, it's just one of those things where I just am like, I wish that come Oscar season you see more things for a movie like Endgame, I'm not saying it has to be Endgame, other than just like the technical awards. Do you think Endgame is not going to be nominated for Best Picture? I don't think so. 
I think the closest Marvel has will ever get to a Best Picture nomination is Black Panther. Wait, but you don't think it'll get the the Lord of the Rings treatment? Like, remember how Return of the King just like you don't think it'll get that treatment? I don't think so because I think at least Lord of the Rings because it's based on this literary right, right, right. Like right. it, it's just a different. It was feeling. based off a work of art, not mm-hmm. a piece of pop culture. Mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that. You know, I, so I will say like just to go back really quick, like okay, so besides. And that's, you touched on it, like, so perfectly. It's like, with Black Panther, it was film first, and then, like, he was filling in, like, he made an outline with the film, and he colored it with this comic book character in this comic book world. With these, like, uh, with every, literally every other Marvel, Marvel movie, it feels like, okay, how are we gonna make a movie about this? Yep. You know, and that's why I, and that's why like, Black Panther and Game of Thrones are on that tier of like, oh, this this checks literally every box, both like popular and entertaining, but also prestige and necessary and like a masterpiece of art. Yeah. You know, with everything else, it checks some, not all mm-hmm. of those boxes for me. You know what I mean? That's what it is. So it's not that it's not possible or not cute. Because Black Panther, that's why it's my number one. And Winter Soldier, though, I love, I can't say it was, like, a work of art. You know, the elevator scene was a work of art. But, like, the movie at large, like, as a whole, I just can't say that. You know what I mean? So. All right, we're going to move on. Yeah. Yeah, because we're not going to see eye to eye on this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So I, what, I think that's, we've talked about, the future we've talked about the, oh the only thing i will mention about the future is i'll be interested i'll be interested to see what happens with the fox properties uh, is that the x-men x-men and fantastic four is it deadpool yeah that okay. includes deadpool i'd be really interested to see can can um chris evans come back and play <laughs> the i you know i don't think for chris evans the the character of captain america was the problem yeah. i think it was yeah. the the, what is it, the, Torch? Like, yeah, I think it was um, how often he had to be in Atlanta. Yeah. You know? And, like, in the heat of summer, like, yeah. Um, yeah, I imagine that there will be lots more Avengers-like movies since they own all of these characters and properties now. And um, Even the way... The mixing and matching they can t- definitely do now, right? Yeah. Even the way Kevin Feige has talked about the word Avengers... Mm-hmm. He's like, maybe we'll see an iterate. Like, he makes it seem like it's not, we're not just going to have new Avengers. Like, he makes it seem like we're moving just in a totally different direction. Like, I, I'd be curious to see if we even see another Avengers movie. I, I, now, what I mean is specifically using that word. We will obviously see the... The group. The group. Group, yeah. group. A group movie where we have Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel... You know, um, you know, Black Panther, Guardians again. Like we'll see them team up movies again, but yeah. I don't know if we'll ever actually see mm-hmm. an Avengers movie. And I'm curious to see like, so they've clearly committed to Captain Marvel. The, the same four I keep mentioning, they've clearly committed to them. But I wonder what'll happen when they bring the X Men in, because typically, um, the X Men have been much more popular than the Avengers. And Spider, but Spider Man has been the most popular. So it, it yeah. really goes Spider Man, X Men, and all these other, all these characters. And like, you would be surprised how 
not popular Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man were. In the of, comics? In the comics. And people are, people like always push that back to me. And I'm like, well, first of all, you haven't been reading comics since like the 80s like I have. But the other thing is that like they, Marvel literally tried to package the Avengers. They tried to package Mar- uh, Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor with Spider-Man and the X-Men when they were selling to Sony and Fox mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they didn't want them because they were like, nobody cares. Nobody cares. And Marvel them. was like, okay, you know what? We have these B, B-plus characters. Let's see what we can do with yep. it. And they ended up hitting a home run. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I But wonder- they, I don't think, would have been able to hit that home run had Iron Man not been what it was. If Favreau and, yeah. Yeah. you know, Robert Downey Jr. hadn't been able to do what they did. Yeah, I mean, who knows? You know, um, maybe... You know, Marvel does not get bought. You know, Disney doesn't purchase Marvel. Yeah. You know, for sure. And so, yeah, I, I really think that Marvel is, like... I'm really curious to see what they do with the X-Men if they make them more prominent than, like, some of these other characters. Like, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, and Black Panther. Like, mm-hmm. those... Spider-Man has always been the most popular Marvel character. Mm-hmm. He's always been one of the most popular comic book characters, just, like, full stop. Yeah. And so they've elevated these, like, B+, and in, like, some of these cases, like, C characters to, like, A status. But they have now, they've regained the rights to their A properties. So, quick question. Does that translate back into the comics, then? Like, now that these characters have been elevated through, like, the cinematic universe, like, are the comics more... Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, in the comics... They elevated the Avengers way like the Avengers were just like a, a like a group of superheroes that like because they couldn't do comic sales on their own they needed to combine them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they couldn't have like an Iron Man standalone. They couldn't have a Thor standalone. They couldn't have a Captain America standalone. Like they couldn't have their comic stand by themselves. So they had to bring them together to generate interest for these characters. Yeah. You know, and so but then once. Once Marvel quickly started making money and those movies started doing well, those characters got a ton of shine. And enough interest had been garnered in those characters when they had their own standalone issues, you know? And they started devaluing, not devaluing, but they, it like, for a few years, Fantastic Four, they ended their, their run. They, like, there was, like, no more Fantastic Four. And X-Men, they kept doing really weird things with them and diminishing their role in, like, the world, in, like, the Marvel comic book world and when they started getting those rights back guess guess who's got comic back fantastic four been on a little hiatus they're back the x-men like they're, they're back. back yeah you know yeah and so so we'll see if there's a reversal of if they revert back to like the hierarchy of the 80s not the 80s and 90s not because they devalue thor captain american iron man but they're like with captain american iron man like there's no point in generating interest in them in the comics if we can't use them in the movies. Right. You know, so, and, and if it reverts back to that, I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm very curious to see what they do. You know, very curious. Because I know they were trying to do that. They were trying to do something where Tony Stark was no longer Iron Man and Captain America was no, I mean, Steve Rogers was no longer Captain America like a year or two ago. Like, there was a new, there was a new Thor. A fe- Jane Foster, Natalie Portman's character, was Thor. Really? Yeah. Um... We didn't talk about her this, cameo. <laughs> the, there's an African-American girl who was the new Iron Man because Tony Stark only lived as a hologram. And uh, Steve Rogers was an old man because his 
serum had like worn out, so he was just an old man. And there, that's when uh, Falcon and Bucky were Captain America. But then those characters, like the new versions of them, weren't generating enough sales, so they reverted back. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, bring back Steve Rogers, bring back Tony Stark, bring back, bring back Thor Odinson. Yeah. And so, so we'll see, we'll see. I'm curious to see what the future holds for yeah. Marvel. So yeah. I'm here for it though. You're here for yeah. it. Perfect. Okay. Um, I, I think that's all we got for this. It's long. It, this is yeah. This is long. Thank you so much for for listening. Um, we'll take a break and then we'll be back with our obsessions of the episode. And we're back. Okay. Uh, so let's quickly run through our obsessions of the episode. I'll do mine first because mine's like super quick. Yeah. Mine is just John Wick three. Like, I've been watching the trailer over and over and when over When is again. it opening? Uh, I think it's, like, May. I feel like I should... It's May something. It's, like, May okay. 15th. Okay. Soon. Soon. Very soon. Um, I think it's May 15th. And, like, I'm, like, all the way ready for this. Like, I... I like, I need to watch it now. Like, I, I cannot stop. I've, like... I'm even listening to, like, a podcast. Like, oh, remember the one you sent me with mm-hmm. the pencil? Yep. I've been, have you been listening to it? Um, no, but I really like Shea Serrano, so... So um, I've, been, I've been listening to that. I'm... I can't wait. I'm super excited. I feel like John Wick is one of those where it's like, it's going to age well. Like, as they keep doing, like, it's just going to keep getting better. Did you they like know two what... as much as one? Yeah. Oh, okay. for sure. Okay. For sure. Okay. I, I, I don't know which one I like better, to okay. be honest, but I think two is better. But so you I don't have know. high hopes for three. Yeah. I don't think I like two better, but I think two is a better movie. It's the same people? Like the director, the writers? I believe so. Okay. I, honestly, I just... Normally, I like look into that stuff, but for for whatever reason with John Wick, I'm just like, I'm just give me Keanu, yeah. just give me Keanu, and like you so you you've built up enough goodwill where like you clearly, I think Keanu clearly knows what who he needs, what what type of people he. I don't think it it needs to be a specific director. I don't think John Wick is like the result of like a vision that a specific director okay. had. Yeah. You know, and so that's why I'm not I'm not worried about it like at all. What's your uh, obsession? Uh, mine's super quick too. So um, I love the site, The Ringer. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much like all their sports coverage because I don't I'm not I don't follow any of that sports stuff. coverage is or their Game of Thrones coverage because they pretty much cover a lot of it. Yeah. But they have a lot of um, movies and pop pop culture. Um, yeah. And I really I even know like a lot of the writers by name, and I don't think I know that. For, oh, like, so like I mean Shay Serrano, Shea Serrano. Well, but like I love Sean Fennessy. Sean Fennessy. Um, I love his movie like the big picture. Take, mm-hmm, take on his movies and like there's a bunch of podcasts on their network that I'm really into. So um, so like my favorite is called Tea Time and it's these three writers um, and they just kind of talk about celebrities and it's just like. It's so fun. Like, I love it. But they've been doing the rewatchable, so they, like, rewatch really movies. Um, they're obsessed with 1999 because they think it's, like, the best year. That's, of... like, a thing that they've been doing recently. Yeah, so, like, a lot of the rewatchable stuff has been, like, about 1999. Um, the Big Picture is one of my favorite podcasts. Like, I don't know that I watch so many movies, but I'm massively into reading about movies. Yeah. Um, so I'm into that. Um and then uh, there's also like 
um, I don't know if you know if you like Dave Chang, the chef, but his podcast is also yeah. on their network. So I'm like super into um, into just like all of their stuff. So like wherever you get your podcast, like if you just like type in the Ringer, then you can kind of all their stuff. Yeah, will come up, yeah. I think um, I think like Tea Time and like Jam Session and Pressbox, like they're looped into this like the Channel Thirty Three. Yeah, yeah, so it's not on its like standalone. Yeah, but, it's not um, its own feed. But yeah. I love it. I love it so much. It's good. Yeah. No, they're really good. Yeah. Um, oh, and um, the big picture had a really good um, deep dive into Avengers. With Mallory so Rubin, if, yeah. It's uh, if an hour and 30 minutes wasn't wasn't enough for you. Like, <laughs> you need you should, more. Like, you, they actually know what they're talking about because they do that for a living. And then um, The Watch, which is mostly focuses on TV, but they, the just did a, um, they just did an Avengers episode as well. So uh, check it out. Yeah. All right, great. Um, remember to uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud, wherever you get your uh, podcast. And until next time, take care, guys. You want to say bye? Goodbye.